All right. Hello and welcome to Grab a Bite, episode three. This is a podcast where I essentially have a virtual coffee chat with people to learn more about their story. I'm your host, Mike or Michael, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. We actually went through Coding Bootcamp together. He's an entrepreneur, a software engineer at Google, and honestly, one of the most hardworking people I know. Welcome to the pod, Prince. How have you been? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. How you doing? That's great. Thank you for coming. I mean, it's been so long since we've spoken. I've wanted to chat with you forever, actually. I remember Ali was talking about you a while ago. We were all supposed to hang out a long time ago, actually. <laughs> but things always get in the way. Do you, yeah. keep in, do you keep in touch with any of the other full stack pros? I think Ali is perhaps the main person I keep up with. Like yesterday, we were actually talking because um, I was supposed to be in New York right now. <laughs> I, I, I like I have too many stuff going on, uh, but yeah, yeah. Ali is one main person that I speak to and along with other as well. Yeah, I'm sure you're super busy. A couple of weeks ago, weren't you like Miami or something? Yeah, man, I'm trying to get the <laughs> system, the vacation stuff out of my system. Uh, yeah, I, I've been actually taking vacation back to back ever since like I google i'm done now like i got a couple of invites i'm like i can't i can't make it um but just to get it out of your system you know because once the grind starts you can't you know you can't stop the flow oh of. yeah yeah no i know what you mean once yeah. you like you stop and it's hard to get that momentum back yeah yeah 100 100 what, what other places have you traveled to um so i was at El Paso. I love Texas. I don't know if you ever went to Texas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's amazing. I go to. I went to El Paso with a couple of friends. Uh, so that was one trip. Then Miami. That was with my brother. Uh, and just like in state traveling, um, I just moved to Massachusetts for the for the job itself. Uh, so I've been trying to like explore the state a little more. It is back home. Right, this is where I was originally from. Um, but like you know went to texas lived there and now it's kind of nice to come back to a little bit of a comfort yeah a comfort uh old friends and stuff yeah that must feel great actually yeah that's awesome was this something that you started doing recently i don't remember you talking a lot about traveling when we were going to boot camp no no this is something i definitely started recently i think it's more of just like reset in the mind um i've never really traveled much uh, a friend introduced me to it we went to went to Cancun once. Oh, like, okay. All resort. Oh my God. I, never, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know a thing like that existed. All Unlimited all in, I had the power to end world hunger, but <laughs> 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 it felt like a limited steak is just like, what is this? Yeah. After that, after that taste, you just, you just can't go back. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's when I started traveling more. And like one of my main goals is also to be a pilot. Right. So I like, oh, I was, yeah, hope, hoping that I'm going to start flight school once I get comfortable with work uh, to try to like get my my pilot license and try to like. Oh, you're trying to fly in like an actual jet, not like a helicopter. No, no, like uh, like a plane, like a Cessna 150, 172, those like, I don't know if you can see in the back. I have like a simulation set up. Uh, oh, the, <laughs> the, the Microsoft one, the Microsoft one. And Yo. I had with a VR. Um, with VR glasses, when you plug, bro, I almost like dropped the controller on the right side because it's <laughs> so real. Like it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's been fun. Did you see that new Apple headset? 
So yeah, Apple got. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you say? Apple got to chill. Like you know, we were talking about it at, at uh, you know at Google and stuff. We we're just like, damn. Um, but you know, it's <laughs> it's nice. It keeps you on your toes. But that that is a it's a fresh headset. You know, it's it looks cool. Yeah, yeah I Which, mean, if if they got one thing going for them, it's definitely the looks. Definitely mm. looks fresh. Yeah. I mean, it looks great. I'd like to try it out, but I don't know if I'm going to drop that much money for it. You know, it's very expensive. Yeah. I didn't even want to drop 300 for the, the Meta Oculus. One, yeah. <laughs> now they're even like half off um, kind of thing. But yeah, I will use it for like multiple monitors. I don't know if you've seen the. Oh, that that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Makes sense. Of the most useful case. But what, what do you think about it? I, I looked at it. It looks cool, but I haven't really formed a strong opinion yet because I haven't tried it. People right. can say, oh, it's the greatest thing ever, but I, I won't really believe it until I experience it myself. Experience it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those. You just got to like do it yourself. Really yeah, yeah. Kind of like traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been traveling yourself? No, not much recently. I haven't been a big traveler in my life. Uh Ooh. Every time I travel, I feel like, you know, you got to get used to the food there. Mm. You know, sometimes your stomach is a little funny. You lose a little bit of sleep on the plane ride. And right. so I try to limit my travels to maybe like once a year. Mm. But who knows? That might change, right? Maybe maybe I have a trip that changes my perspective like you did. <laughs> yeah, I have a saying, actually. I think this is the perfect time to say it is um, I don't travel to see different things. I travel to see things differently. Ooh. I don't know if the Cancun one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you also want to like explore definitely the culture and um yeah, like really dive into and get to meet people. That's also another thing I like to do. Yes, that was poetic. Yeah, definitely gotta travel with friends. But maybe solo travel is cool too. I don't know, never tried that before. Ooh, yeah, like day trips. I've done that once. Yeah, for interviews or just for fun? Just for fun. Where you just bring your... Well, solo travels, I haven't done that, but um, one solo travel I did was like day trip. You just bring your wallet, your keys, and your phone. Uh, Wow. Hop on a plane, yeah. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that sounds crazy. I don't know if I could do that. I got to pack so much stuff. Yeah, you can go everywhere. (laughs) That's traveling. Yeah, so I want to get into your career and everything, but before we get into... uh, getting to know Prince the developer. I want to know Prince the person. So how did you get into tech? Were you into it from a very young age? I know we talked about you did some extracurriculars back in high school, but I don't know how far back that goes. Like yeah. how early did you find interest in tech, I guess? Um, <clears throat> so in, in high school, I went to a trade school. Um, I was actually wanted to be more of like a car mechanic, if anything. Right, That oh. was like... like everybody else was doing it it seems to be the the cool thing um but i didn't get accepted into that program right you 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 get a, you have like a two weeks to get to explore different programs um but i didn't get accepted to that one so the next best thing was for me was like the the what's called network administrator slash programming right so you do what they do is beautiful you get to explore both the network and like actually fixing pcs printers and then you also get to explore uh, coding for two, two years you do both programs and then the rest of the two years you pick one right 
Um, so I actually didn't even choose the program because I thought like, it's kind of boring. Uh, so I picked the network administrator uh, part. Uh, but I knew how to code, but it was just like, it's, it's whatever kind of thing. I thought perhaps networking would make more money. Um, ah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So with that, how I got introduced to programming was I was uh, a network admin for a radio company and they wanted me to rebuild their website. I'm like, okay, I know how to do HTML, CSS. I did it, built it from scratch. Um, and the website looked amazing and i saw their roi like they were on google now so right they're googleable where they're they were getting like a lot more customers they it, it was a small thing but you could see how big of an impact they had on the company uh and i was like okay let me take this more seriously um and they supported me going to the boot camp that i met you at uh and when i came back i still had a job which was whoa which, was great yeah so they well, you they said were, they supported you they supported me i said like if you come back you still have like a job oh uh, gotcha gotcha for four months or three months of like going through that boot camp yeah wow and then you just got a job somewhere else they're <laughs> 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 great friends and like sometimes i drive there um they're massachusetts right uh i went there like a couple a month ago just to speak to them and yeah i told them like i got a job at google they were like what yeah like oh my god you know was, yeah, oh just, yeah dude you know. name is prince but you probably feel like a king right now no <laughs> back to the hotel you know i saw that i saw that instagram story <laughs> we go talk about that. But, yeah, no but that's um, that's awesome yeah. wow so before before coding bootcamp actually you never yeah. did you go to college so i was going to um a community college to get my cs degree right like you go to community college you and then you know you get the associate and then you go get your bachelor that was the path that i was following um the main problem was i was going to school full-time while also trying to work full-time right oh. but with um with the with the school um i didn't start coding but i already kind of like had the fundamentals of coding or like i just like computer science in general i was going for again network administration and all that stuff but i didn't really get hands-on it was more like theoretical so it was a little too slow plus working while trying to do school it's like it was too stressful so uh, i had to find like other alternative which was the boot camp for three months you know that sounded like a good deal and then yeah i trusted just mm. So you dropped out of college following uh, the path of Zuckerberg and Gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so let's see, Coney Boot Camps. How did you come across Full Stack Academy all the way in New York from Massachusetts? You know, before even that, like, how did you get into uh, Coney Boot Camp, actually? Because you were oh, going to school. Yeah, yeah. So I actually graduated from college with a degree in math. I guess oh. a little bit like you, I didn't like how abstract it was, although that's kind of on me because it took a lot of abstract theory math classes. Right. And I thought CS would be a great bridge between the theory and the practical application. But I guess I didn't want to go back to school for a CS degree because that would take, I don't know, another two, three years maybe. Right. And I thought boot camp was a pretty good route. I mean, it's just like a fast track to being a software engineer. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, how I came across it was I actually first did App Academy, right? Is, it, is that what that what they're called? Yeah, uh, I think that's another boot camp. Yeah, it's another boot camp. So I came across it. It's a funny story. Um, I was just <laughs> like in bed. I'm like, what's the fastest way to become like, cause now I focused on my, my focus is like software engineering since I built a site for the, was a, was a soft, what's the fastest way to get into, um, to, uh, computer science or to be able to be a developer and mm-hmm. App Academy came up and you can see the sponsored or like ad or whatever on Google. I clicked that one and they're like, you know, they can do one month free trial. You get to try it, um, for one month. And if you pass a certain test, Right, then you'll be able to get accepted to their bootcamp, right? But you have to go through that one month phase. Mm. So I went to New York, met some friends there, and I went through that one month phase, but I actually failed, right? I, really? Yeah, I, I actually failed, ter- not terribly, but like not enough for me to be able to get accepted to App Academy. And um, I was gonna like just bust the whole like uh, coding thing. I was just gonna be like, you know, maybe it's not for me. Maybe this is a proof that it's not for me, whatever not. But I met a mentor of mine um, where she worked at Google. I met a friend at the bootcamp who had a wife that worked at Google at the time. And so we became really close. Uh, and uh, she was a black woman at Google. I didn't even think that was like a possibility. Google was not even in my vision. But one day we picked her up from the office at Google in New York. And that was the first time I entered the Google office. I'm like, holy shoot. Like she, was, <laughs> she had food in her hands to eat for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> she had food in her head, eat for dinner. I'm like, oh my goodness. She was just telling me uh, how her workflow is. I'm like, I need to work here. This is where I need to be. Uh, I need to be here. Like, I don't know what it's going to take, but that's, that became my main like target goal ever since like that particular day and i took a yes. picture yes yeah. this is why we need representation yeah without yeah, that spark in my, this might never have happened hundred uh, yeah. but back to full stack like how did that how did that happen did, were you just looking for alternatives did you consider other things like cat reactor i don't know if you heard of codesmith or anything like that yes yes there were like um so many different options uh, some of them were more front-end focused. Some of them were a little bit like more UX design and stuff like that. There was one that accepted me, you know, like I, I, I did their little test, pass it with flying colors, but it's like just front-end, HTML, CSS. That's all they taught. Uh, and the woman that was uh, my mentor uh, that worked at Google at the time, she's like, yeah, don't do that. And she gave me recommendations and Fullstack was one of them. Uh, and then I tried out for Fullstack and that's when, I, like, as they say, the rest is history. But uh, yeah, it's, that's awesome. Know, yeah, having that mentor was just like super um, crucial at that time. Yeah, yeah and I want to go into the boot camp experience itself too. But before yeah. that, jumping into New York must have been a pretty, um, I don't know how to describe it, like a very jarring experience, especially mm. coming from Massachusetts, right? Mm, how did you... How did you even find like a place to move in for a month? Did you have friends here already? <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, <laughs> 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 oh Lord! Uh, I look back and I laugh at it now because like I actually I was so embarrassed at it, uh, like at the place I was staying. It was an Airbnb, 
it was um what's it called it's a very small room and it had like bunkers i think it had like three bunkers so a total of six people and you rent one bunker um and yeah that was i think five to six hundred dollars a month um but it's like the way i would think about it one i only had um so the school itself cost like maybe like 17 to 18 thousand dollars whatever so i added addition to that of like making the total loan uh because you have to get like a loan for that so i think i added additional like three thousand or maybe four thousand um so i was like okay cheapest place because i know i'm not gonna stay there to even study or anything so five hundred dollar bunker with like freaking five of the guys and one guy i rem I, if i see his face i will remember he snores like <laughs> oh no like like <laughs> i always have my headset on but yeah that's how i that's how i kind of stayed in new york it was in brooklyn uh take a train to um manhattan or where the, the school was at i wake up early in the morning be at the school by like maybe 7 7 30 ish and then i'll i'll leave late maybe around like seven um, or maybe sometimes eight staying with ali and all these uh, all the other guys yeah yeah, yeah. wow good times <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good times <laughs> That's yeah, but you were already staying in New York, right? You were like already in New York. You were already living there. Yeah, I was born in I was born in New York. Grew oh, up okay. in Brooklyn, so I was staying with my parents for the time. Yeah. Commute wasn't great. It was about ninety minutes or something. With the but, train? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's... But you know, I mean, I didn't have to pay for rent, so couldn't really complain. Yeah. Nah, it was it was nice. It was nice. I know a lot of people tried to uproot their life just to come to New York, chase their dreams. I'm glad to see that it worked out for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. New York is New York, that hustle mode is 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 a lot. If you can't, you know, if you can't take it, it's 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 yeah. I feel like if you could survive in New York, any other I mean not to sound cliche like you know, copyrights to Alicia Keys. You can survive anywhere. Um kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not just needing the grit to survive, but in some sense, you also need to be lucky, right? Because if you're not in tech, finance, law, medicine, you know, it's kind of tough to make it out here. It really Rent is, is crazy. <clears throat> yeah. How you how are you handling it? And you are, you got your own place now and like and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm living in Long Island City now. It's mm. great. I have a roommate. I've known him since like middle school or oh, like okay. he's like a day one. Uh, everything, everything is great here. Can't really complain. Trying to get my fitness back in, you know, trying to basically balance out my life. Yeah. Get it together. Cause I just realized I'm actually kind of old. <laughs> I'm 27. <laughs> Damn, you do not look like it, bro. Thanks, wow. Thanks. <laughs> wow. When did you turn 27? Uh, a couple months ago in May. Okay. Wow, man. Wow. Yeah, the fitness thing is also a big thing that I'm also learning how to do. Uh, like, put in your health um, as part of, like, your daily routine. Yeah, eating right is hard. Bro. you like... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it is hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have, like, a friend that's training me right now. 
to, you know, I'm trying my Creed 4 gotta come out, you know, and I want to be first in line. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> might replace Michael B. Jordan. So I'm trying to like, you know, get that, get that, um, get that finished. But yeah, we, we just mentioned it and we brought it brought to mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's great because you you finally got, you know, you kind of got the bag. I mean, you're still focused on your career, but yeah. Now you're trying to also round out your life. I feel like this is a common pattern in a lot of people who, I guess, prioritize things in a very in a certain way. I feel like these are the people that um, at least I find a lot of inspiration from. They they have a very interesting way of prioritizing things because mm. that's something that I struggled with a lot uh, growing up. Because I always want to do a lot of things, and you know, not all not all of those things were good for me, to say the right. least. <laughs> Uh, well, how do you, how do you oh. well, this is something I'm still working on. Um, but I try to write down, I try to bucket all the things I want to do mm. and prioritize them based on how much I think they will impact my life positively or negatively. I kind of rank them. I almost like have a matrix decision chart. <laughs> where I like have metrics and you know gotta make sure like how long does it take to do this is it yeah. worth doing this how yeah. much am I going to enjoy it and of course I can't just like be a robot and pick the best thing for my career or the best thing for you know my diet because you know especially when it comes with food like you get tired of it right sometimes you don't feel like going to the gym sometimes you don't feel like you know hitting the books today it's like it's hard yeah 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 100% man 100% do you have a system for that? Maybe I can learn from you. Oh, uh, like, well, I'm learning. Okay, one, I picked up this new book, uh, Atomic Habit. I don't know if you ever. Oh, great book! Yes, it's an amazing book. So I'm, I'm kind of learning how to make small changes, um, and like really like uh, uh, build on top of it. Um, definitely the health thing. You know, we'll always make, uh, we'll always have a reason for not to do it, right? Uh, but it's like the smallest thing. So if I'm not going to do a full body workout this morning, maybe I could just walk uh, kind of thing. Um, but what I end up doing, my thing is, um, I will have like, I have so many different ways <laughs> to, <laughs> to prioritize this. Uh, but yeah, one is like writing, writing things down. Right. Um, and like, okay, this is a season of focusing on like, you know, I had a season of focusing on studying for Google and, you know, you were part of that. That this Oh, was, yeah. You know, so we do like, I try to do seasons of like, okay, this is a season of like um, personal health and, you know, fitness and really focusing on that. So that will be my, my season focus and make that part of my routine in any, any possible way. Uh, so I try to do that. Mm, yeah, that, that makes sense. You got to focus on one thing at a time. That's how you really optimize for it. That makes sense with studying too. If you focus, if you try to do too many things, multitask, you don't get anything done. A hundred percent, bro. A hundred percent. Yeah, man. It's, it's weird, but it's just figuring it out. You know, you would think like humans have lived for so many years that they've figured out a system to be able to do everything. Uh, but everybody has a different system. Yeah. Every, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, building system is, building system is so hard. Uh, but you know, small steps, like one of the hardest things, at least for me is 
unlearning old bad habits mm. because it's like autopilot you know i sit down on a computer you know i know what i should be doing right but my mouse flicks to this game automatically <laughs> and just launches it up <laughs> you see one of those tiktok wait this <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's not easy. It doesn't I get mean, Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I jumped into boot camp. I wanted like an immersive experience, you know, basically shock my system, completely change my schedule. Yeah. And I I really enjoyed it. Like it was a very big commitment. I think we were doing like studying 6-7 days a week. Yes non-stop back to back it was a full, we did we all did full time um yeah full time yeah and i think it was a perfect time too because then it was a mix of college students as well oh um, we did in the summer yeah in the summer so it like people were around my age people that were constantly going to school or people that were so it was it was perfect time to be able to do that yeah yeah what what a diverse cohort we had we had we we had those college people, like you were saying, still going like rising juniors, rising seniors. But we also had on the other end, I forgot, I think his name was Bruce or something. He was like the VP of some company. Bruce. Yeah, probably. Okay. He's one of the one of the older fellows there. And there were career transitioners too. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then That's... wow. Yeah. Thinking back. <laughs> a lot of interesting people. A lot of interesting people. Like I never would have met any of those people. Like remember, um, we had people coming in from like finance backgrounds. Mm-hmm. We had people coming in from Ivy Leagues. Yeah, we had people. You know, wow, it was it was really something else. Yeah. Good experience. Everybody was super nice. I think it was one of the first experiences where, like, an Ivy League students, like um, a financial former professional tennis player. Te- oh, professional tennis player. Two professional tennis yes, players. Yes, sir. The same first name <laughs> 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 that got along so well. Everybody was just super nice. It that was, was wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a wild. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this. I'm hoping to reconnect with a lot of people and sh- mm-hmm. so I can, like, you know, also like reconnect with them, but also like share their story. Hopefully that can inspire people in their field too. Not that, you know, they need it, but, you know, it's always good. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm taking the time to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I think I really enjoyed bootcamp experience. The bootcamp mm-hmm. experience was very uh, difficult, I guess. Mm-hmm. Lots of grinding, like you said, but I didn't mind it. Like it's very yeah. different from, you know, like studying for a math test or something. Mm-hmm. Almost because you wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what one of the biggest takeaway I have from the bootcamp is learning how to learn, right? Yes, uh, it's like, like with the studying for Google, um, I, I had like a time, time uh, span that I wanted to do and just like had a curriculum and just really typing back into my bootcamp mode uh, to really like, yeah, like learning how to learn was one of the biggest, biggest takeaway and how to absorb information. Yeah, I mean, wow, our instructors were so good, like Jeff was yes. amazing. Yes, that guy. <laughs> oh, he works at Google. Um, yeah, to... yeah. <laughs> you got to hit him up. You got to hit him up. He's in New York. Uh, I think he wanted to move to New York, but last I heard, I think he was in like Pittsburgh or something. Okay. 
yeah I, they, oh you know what's funny um what's it called there was a youtuber i i subscribed to that uh does like youtube videos on like you know uh google lead code whatever and when i got in after two days i messaged him directly i'm like hey man i just want to you know send love your way uh and wanted to say i appreciate you for all the videos that you've uploaded i didn't think he was going to respond back but he responded back he's like anytime you're in new york let me know we'll grab lunch i was like oh my god i felt like oh, yo oh, oh. i was like drop, drop the name drop the name <laughs> <laughs> i think uh what's his name let me let me see if i can pull it up but any i think uh if you were to search up google lead code he'll probably be the first person to pop up uh was it like knee code or clement a uh, knee code knee code just popped his face uh i don't know if you've seen it yeah yeah i saw yeah he just recently like showed his face um i just have to like look him up but yeah he's one of the top google uh lead code yep there he is michael no no that's not it's great to see you doing doing great at google now uh but it wasn't always always like this right uh how was the boot camp search or actually how was the post boot camp job search for you um so for me it was a unique experience uh because right you you go to the boot camp they tell you that the figure that you're supposed to make outside mm. Mm -hmm. right uh and i feel like you tend to really kind of be tunnel vision with the you know the the opportunities that are coming if they don't match these figures so i completely ignored the figures and i i even completely ignored the position i just wanted to get into tech so the first job i've ever had was uh outside of the boot camp was like red hat and i was just like a system engineer or system release engineer whatever I hadn't, I didn't do any type of coding. Everything I learned from the bootcamp was just like, oh, wow, at all. But it paid, you know, like, what's it called? Definitely a lot lower. Um, maybe like, I'll say, I'll give a range of like 40 to 60K, um, right? But I got my foot in there, right? I got my foot in the tech industry as far as like Red Hat. And I was still applying, I was still studying after work. Um, and a new opportunity came, but me going for a job like any tech job, at least like in the industry, uh, allowed me to kind of like use that as a leverage to get to my next job, which was cognizant where I was able to be a full stack developer, uh, and actually get to code. So that was my personal experience. How about, how was yours? Yeah, my, mine was. I guess more of a, an ordinary experience. I just kept applying to jobs, you know, a couple of months later, started a full-time job. Wasn't mm -hmm. too crazy. It was um, at a company where I used a completely different stack. Like you, I didn't use not anything from bootcamp, but you know, mm -hmm. I had to learn C plus, uh, not C plus plus, sorry. That's what I'm learning now. <laughs> I had to learn C sharp. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was learning about how to work with other people is very interesting yeah. because i'm a pretty quiet guy i <laughs> i low-key kind of got into this field because i didn't want to talk to people <laughs> so when i when i came to this job and realized that i have to communicate so much with people 
you know, and not just not just talk to people, but communicate with them efficiently, technically, mm. right? But you know, some some companies have the politics you got to play, and it's just a whole other thing that you have to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love your mindset because a lot of people out there are are like you said, tunnel visioned on like a number or a specific title, right? And right. they don't end up where I guess the boot camps almost promised them. Right. Because the marketing out there makes it seem like you're gonna get a six figure job out of the gate easy, no problem, right? Yeah. But these days, like especially this year, this market, second half of last year was very bad. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of uh negativity, I guess, surrounding boot camps. Yeah, because they're they're putting out the numbers. Yeah, and I'm sure you get this too. Like people probably reach out to you on LinkedIn, like, "Hey, you know, would you recommend a boot camp? Like, how, what's the state of tech market? Any pointers? You know?" Yeah. What do you I say actually, to those people? Okay. Before that note, I actually had the job at Red Hat before I even graduated boot camp, right? Oh, like, okay, okay. <laughs> that was like one of the because I wanted, you know, I, I was kind of like going solo. I didn't really have like a support system to fall back on. Right. Um, so one of my main things was I had to get a job. I had, I think I had the job in line um, two weeks before I even we graduated. Um, and like, then I did that transition. But as far as like back to your question on what I say to people about bootcamp, um, I had a friend that recently went through the bootcamp, the whole ex same exact path, um, full stack academy. Um, one of my main thing that I'm trying to also do more is like involve uh, African Americans into like coding, like you know, to be like, hey man, it's it's possible. You know? <laughs> uh, so a friend of mine went in there, uh, went through the whole process and everything. But yeah, it's hard to find a job now. But you also have to really be open minded to moving, right? Um, you, if you're not open minded to moving, because most companies are now trying to do hybrid. Um, it, it would be very, very difficult um, to, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Flexibility is really important. Absolutely. And, you know, it sounds a little weird, but not having a safety net is almost like, I don't want to say superpower, that's definitely not the right word, but it gives you a little bit of a boost because you don't, you know, you don't have anything to fall back on. You're, it's almost like a level of desperation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And to tap into that mode on purpose is hard, especially when you it's don't have scary. To. It's scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. But you you perform the best, right? Because you know that you're giving it your 100% all. Uh, I actually had to like, when I was studying, one of the things I didn't do was shave, right? Like I let the beard grow out. Sometimes I'll go fasting and really like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, get into that. Like, I'm starving for this, even though it's a that rocky mode. That rocky mode. Um, I would like, I, I would not shave the beard. I would uh, fast a couple days. Um, not fast the whole day, but like maybe like from the morning to like three o'clock or whatever to really be hungry for it. Because when you have a, you, when you do have a job, when you do have like uh, a, a, a level of comfort, it's, like you trying to achieve more is is not really like 
you know, you, you, you get no sympathy for it, right? Like if we were to talk to someone like, oh, I have this, this, you know, amazing job that I have, but I'm trying to like make more money. You know, you're not, <laughs> it's not really received as a, oh, like it's not really, I don't know how, I don't know the words for it, but it's not as, it's, it, it doesn't have the same level of intensity or support as you trying to get into the industry for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to like learn how to tap back into your mode of like hunger or the boot, boot camp mode, right? That's what I call it. Uh, to really push yourself to, you know, to wake up when you don't feel like it. Yeah, I love talking to people like starting starting out, wanting to go into boot camp, recent graduates, interns, because they have that fire. You have you that know? fire, you can feel it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, that, that sparked something within you too. Mm. Oh, um, okay, so you mentioned earlier, you know, you, go, you went through seasons. Right. Um, so what was, can you tell me a little bit more about the season right before you got into Google? How was that interview prep like? How did you get into Google? All right. Now, you know, we're going straight to the, to the, to the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> we had all the appetizers. Okay. So I had a different, I, I've, I've, I've applied for Google before. I've did a Google interview before and I failed. Um, and mm. The prep for it the first time was six months, six to seven months of prep of like just doing lead code and uh, algo expert or whatever. Um, I'm not sponsored by them, but you know, it's just they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're there. So uh, the mindset that I, the the takeaway that I have from that interview, I passed the first round, right, to be able to do the the full um, the full like four interviews and stuff like that. My main takeaway that I had was I was expecting the interviewer to explain everything to me 100%, right? Um, during my study and the first time, I will, if I don't fully understand the question, I will YouTube it so that they can explain it to me, I'll pause it and then I'll solve it, right? Um, so that was that was my main takeaway is like the YouTube, the, person that's interviewing me is not really on my side i have to really get the information from them um, mm. yeah and i i have to be able to ask the right question when it took 30 minutes to understand what she was talking about it was a very very simple uh, um breath for search problem once i understood i was able to solve it in five minutes right um but it took that long to understand and that's why i, I felt like i didn't i didn't pass this time around, I took a whole different approach. One thing for sure is I needed a support system, right? I needed people that were on the same uh, path as me. I needed people that were just as hungry for it. Um, so I had two friends that were also in the same position of looking for a job. We created a Discord. I would do the peer interviewing, right, with random people, and I'll get to talk to them a little bit. And you, I can't, you can't believe how many people are also trying to have an interview for Google coming up. Right, you won't believe it. <laughs> so I had a few friends from there where I added them also to the Discord. And once in a while, uh, we created an Excel sheets of how many questions that you need to do. It was very like, um, you know, structured, like, very structured uh, format that we try to like follow, like a minimum of like, you know, four questions where you deeply understand it. One advantage that I think I had was I had a whiteboard during the interview. 
right? So I asked them, I had the whiteboard behind me. I asked them, like, can I use this whiteboard to be able to explain this? Just because like I timed myself. I'm like, okay, I'm better. My time is a lot. It was almost like being a like F1 racer, you know, <laughs> you wanna reduce the, the, the like every second counts. Um, so I use the whiteboard to be able to explain graph problems because you know, graph problems are gonna be inevitable. Uh, where I was able to explain the problem in like five minutes to 10 minutes. If I had any questions, I'll fill in those gaps and then I'll be able to do the pseudocode even on the whiteboard itself and then translate it to code. Uh, so that was, a, that was just, you know, there's a lot more that went into that, but that's the summary of it. Awesome. Yeah, it's very cool how you put that community together. I mean, yeah. it's it's out of it's kind of ironic, not ironic, but um, a funny coincidence how we were kind of interviewing around the same time too. Yeah, Mike was part of it. He <laughs> <laughs> was in that Discord. <laughs> yeah, I mean, very. It's it's pretty inspirational uh, building a community like that. So yeah. before you got a job at Google, um, how how many other, I guess how how long have you been working as a software engineer? As a software, um, so at Cognizant, maybe like five years total. Wow, five years. Oh my goodness. Five, so you're yeah. coming into Google, I'm assuming, as like a mid-senior developer? No, <laughs> If I could go for an internship, I probably would. Oh, oh my God, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Absolute, uh, absolute L4, I think, is the lowest, or L3. Yeah, the, the absolute, like... Damn. Okay, so you're drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> you took the, uh, you're taking the prestige tax right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's fine. Everyone has their own path. I'm sure you know you're learning a lot. You have you're, you're gonna have great career growth, right? Um, and I want to ask more about you know your job in a second, but uh, when you were you know interviewing this time around, did you apply to any other jobs, or were you like one track mind, Google only, Google or bust? Okay, uh, I guess complete transparency. Facebook was a backup, right? Until oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I also passed a Facebook interview, but then I got an email saying that they're you know they're no longer hired because um, with the with the cuts and everything. It happened uh, with so me too. Yeah. So same Facebook, timing, man. Same timing, man. We probably got the email, the automated email at the same time. But <laughs> Facebook dropped, and then it just was Google. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't I didn't really have other companies that I was having an eye for. Uh, if I didn't get into Google, I'll just stay where I'm at because where I'm at is comfortable. Uh, I, I know the stack. I know my day to day routine and everything. So it was either Google or nothing uh, kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing your personality, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Prince, you're a really smart guy. You definitely deserve this. But do you? Do you think it takes a genius to get a job at Google? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. There are <laughs> little, okay, people I met at Google, they're so smart. Like some of the smartest people. Um, so smart. And coincidentally, Google that the office that I work at is right in front of MIT and Harvard. Right. So you can imagine how many students that wake up every day, I don't want to work for Google that are actually working at Google. So yes. You do have to be like, I think you have to accept that you don't know everything, right? Um, and really put pride and ego, all that stuff to the side and have an open-minded to learn. Uh, if you're able to really do that, I think you can, you can, get, into, you can get into Google. 
Um, I think that's the, those are the first steps. Yeah. So based off of those two seasons you told me about, it sounds like to get into Google, you need a combination of two main things. You need a solid foundation in algorithms, data structures, right. and you need strong communication skills, technical communication skills. Technically. A tip is to pretend that you're a YouTuber, right? <laughs> I actually have like a couple of recordings on YouTube that nobody, nobody sees, but where I'm just, I have it in the background. I, I didn't edit it. I just recorded it. I try to hit my time. Uh, and explain it like a YouTuber. So this is what we're gonna do. You know, yeah, that, yeah, definitely communicating your thought process. Yeah, that reminds me of almost going back into boot camp mode. Like teaching is such a great way to learn yourself. Yeah, they had that pyramid where like teaching was the last uh, thing at the bottom where you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So a lot of people have been applying to Google and I'm great. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you had a good experience, but that hasn't been the case for everybody. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I've heard some people get ghosted. I've heard some people have bad interviews and I've also heard some people make it through to the end only right. to not match with the team. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like people are held in limbo for a year and then their offer basically expires because right. it never materializes. How, how can you walk me through the Google process, at least, you know, the last time, how did you uh, go from application? I don't know if you had like a referral or, you know, maybe you already had a recruiter you're talking to from the first screen all the way to the onsite, to team matching. And I don't know, I'm not sure if there's anything after that. Okay. Um, so I had a friend that, well, the way that I got into Google, the first interview, right? The first ever interview, uh, he, he went to college and he was looking at his LinkedIn, my nosy self, looking over his shoulder. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what's it called? A Google recruiter hit, uh, hit him up and he was not really interested. I'm like, send her my way, please. Like, <laughs> send her, because I know applying is just, it's just throwing it in a vacuum at this point. Um, so he forwarded her my way. She was, she was like, okay, we'll, we'll try it out and stuff like that. Um, so I kept a relationship with her. Uh, and when I first failed, you know, I was, I was kind of down. So I didn't, I didn't do anything Google focused for two years, but when I was ready, I hit her up and she was able to get me in front of the, uh, in front of an interviewer with a couple, within a couple months or, or so, well, I pushed it back, but yeah, when I was ready, uh, I was able to hit her up and she was able to set an interview for me. Um, so study, study, and then the offer letter came, signed that. And now, it, well, no, you first have to match with a team for you to get the offer letter, right? Um, so, so you passed the, so I'm assuming the second time you still needed to pass that first round. Right. That virtual telephone round. Was it a, like a Zoom? Yes, it was with, uh, it was Google, Google Meet, right? Google Meet, right, sorry. <laughs> Did you have, <laughs> yeah, okay, Google Meets. And then you had your, you know, four or five rounds on, so you had your Googliness interview. Right. How did you, actually, how did you feel after, you know, all your rounds. Did you feel like you crushed it? Oh my goodness. That was because you always think that there's something that you've done wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the last, the second to last round, right before the get into um, what's it called? The behavioral interview. I was not able to solve it a hundred percent. And even the third one, I was like, oh, there was like a five minutes of just straight thinking. Uh, so you always think like, man, is this, you know, I was not as sufficient, you know, I was not as, 
I don't, you know what I mean? You, you always don't know where you had, but I, I did say there was, there's nothing that I have, there's nothing that I know that I didn't say, right? Mm. Uh, I, I could possibly have said there's no, I did 110% as much as I can. So I'm just going to leave it up and we'll see where, where that goes. So yes, I did feel like maybe I didn't make it this round. I, I, I got connected spiritually. I started praying. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh Lord, please. Um, so that, yeah. Um, I, I had a feeling that I did really, really well. Definitely better than last time, but I, you, still don't, you still don't know, right? Everybody has their personality. Yeah. So then from there, mm-hmm. someone... I'm assuming the recruiter you were in contact with told you that you basically pass all the rounds, right? How did, how does team matching work at Google? Okay, uh, when she when she called when I saw the email, I I was actually yeah I dropped to my knees, bro. That, that was that was good. <laughs> uh, but the 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 team matching, right? It was also at a time where Google was doing a couple freezes, right? So first. I did get matched with a team in Chicago and it was with uh, GCP, which was perfect. Cause at the time I was learning GCP and I actually was using the technology for personal projects. Uh, so I was really excited about that. Then I got the email that that team that I was waiting for the offer letter. It was, a, a I got picked for the team. The manager likes me uh, and she was, it was a pending process for my offer letter from her and nothing happened. Uh, and she, I got that email that um, was it called the offer letter. There's a freeze for Google, right? A hiring freeze. So then I went through a two months of torture where I was just waiting for um, that to resume every email I checked, da da da. And yeah, I was actually at Cancun when I saw the email that they're gonna be <laughs> <laughs> the the hiring process again. Oh, you were popping bottles that night. Oh yeah, oh yeah. that's when i I, I, they they started the hiring process so with the what's it called with a team uh, matching you talk to the manager you sell yourself right um i had actually notes i i did not leave anything to chance i had a script for me to introduce myself like i had a script to introduce myself my my strong all the awkward questions that a possible manager could ask me um and if i don't know I would say I'm not really familiar with that technology, but I'm willing to learn and <laughs> you know do my uh, yeah. So that was I had a I had an actual script next to my computer every time <laughs> I was talking to a manager, uh, and I was also not picky, right? So I had two manager interviews, and then one of them picked me, uh, which was the Android one, and then I was like, let's do it, let's let's make it happen. Uh, I was not familiar with Android. I was not. I don't know. I've never built an Android app, but I was willing to learn. And I think he felt that. He felt that I was willing to learn. That's awesome. Wow, it's crazy. It's like an, almost another round of interviews. Yes, yes, yes. You got to jump through so many hoops to get that offer. Yeah. But now you're finally here. Yes, sir. At Google. Congratulations. Yeah. Well deserved. You jumped that. through so many hoops. Was it worth it? No. <laughs> 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 uh, like so um so many lessons learned man uh one thing 
I, I started like being grateful for was I thank God for not giving me something I can't handle. Right. Uh, we always want to have things that we want to handle or that we think we can handle, that things we deserve, but we don't ever, we're not ever thankful for the things that we can't handle that are not given to us. Right. So the first time I interviewed, I'm almost thankful that I failed because if I was to be in that position that I was in, I would not be able to like handle it. Um, and it is an amazing amount of information that will come to you. Uh, and it's, and you start to tap back into like, okay, what did I do to get in here? Those skills that I used to get in here is what I'm going to need to maintain to be here. Uh, and you, you know, you get to a point where you think, oh, you can relax. Oh, you can, you know, you can chill now. You know, you're an Oogler. Nobody's expecting much of you. Nah, <laughs> nah, that's not. <laughs> that's all cap. You need to be on your grind at all. You need to constantly learn. You need to be able to like separate the information that is not important to the information that's important and all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's still work. Um, but as far as like, was it worth it? Yes, it was worth it. Uh, but it's a lot harder than I guess like I anticipated, but I, it's handleable. Like I can handle it. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, there's just too much to learn. Like I'm sure within Google internally, the tools that you have to learn that are specific to Google it's just, there's too many of them. You have to pick only what's applicable to your own job and then learn those. And yes. then you gotta learn how to do your job. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, there's so, there's so much. There's so much. <laughs> there's so much, yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot. Um, but you learn how to learn, I guess. Yeah, glad you're handling it well. I mean, I'm sure, you know, as time passes, you'll pick up these things more quickly. You're going to see patterns, you know, all these things. Yeah. Now that you're finally at Google, I know this is your dream for quite a while. Do you feel like you've made it? Mm, no. That's, no. My, maybe it's like my, um, what's called my hunger, my constant hunger is what like, is perhaps like saying, okay, what's next? All right. Um, so... Like, at the end of the day, like, it's a job, right? Like, you know, the layoffs did happen. And I think that also brought in a different perspective, as sad as it is, right? That you can go to the top of the top, but you can get dropped just like, just like that, right? So this is just a personal perspective I had. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a job, you know, you can't, you can't, they have a great work-life balance, right? But you also have to be able to maintain that work-life balance yourself because uh, you could overwork yourself if you want you know what i mean um so yeah. if you think of it too highly or think of it like where it's this is my life you know you could really get absorbed into that but they do a great job to remind you like hey take breaks take care of yourself uh stuff like that but no i don't feel like i've made it because i know that i'm capable of doing more um and i'm capable of learning more and i'm i know that I feel like, like this is just the beginning for me, right? Like before I was walking, now I'm in a missile launcher where I'm able to make small movement, but I'm able to get far or further than before. Um, so now that I feel like I'm in a vehicle where I can make bigger impact, um, I feel like this, this is just honestly the beginning for me. And I'm excited for what's next. 
Yeah, especially now that that vehicle was loaded with money. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so, since so since you started here, have you gone to splurge on anything yet, or you know, has it just been a couple of vacations and then back to the grind? Not apartment. I have an apartment now. So <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! You bought an apartment? Not bought. No, no. Oh. I'm renting uh, apartment. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So that was that was a splurge for me is to be able to like just rent an apartment. Uh, it sounds weird, or rent a nice apartment. Like I went to see multiple different apartments. I'm like, okay, I usually try to pick the cheap one and just bite it. But I was like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm on a different level now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. the point of earning all this money if you don't spend it? Yeah, but it's not deep downtown, but it's like, you know, a level that I've never, I've, I haven't experienced before. So it's it's nice to be able to like have uh, a nice place. Yeah, that's my main splurge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting because I'm kind of the same. It's like you splurge a little bit, but you know, there's always that hunger. Yeah. And there are times where I think about where this hunger comes from. Because, you know, as you go out, as you go throughout life, you go through boot camp, go to you know, your next job, whatever, previous job, there are people with the hunger and there are people without. And it's pretty obvious when they have it. Yeah. But I've always wondered, what does that come from? Mm. Like, personally, I didn't grow up with a lot of money, right? right? So I almost come from like a mindset of scarcity where I kind of have to do this to survive. And I have to remind now, now recently, now that, you know, I make a, a good living, I have to remind myself that I'm not starving. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I shouldn't feel guilty Ubering once in a while, right? It's okay to spend a little bit more money on, you know, food, clothes, whatever it is. Yeah. Where, but the thing is, I also see this in people who come from well-off backgrounds. So now... I'm wondering, what's your take on this? Where do you think this hunger comes from? Is it something that comes from parents, friends, environment, something that you're just born with? Mm. You no, know, that's, that's funny you brought that up. Um, Full Stack Academy was the first time I've experienced people that have come from good backgrounds, right? Like, you know, some, some people that we were in class with that were so hungry for it. Right. And that were willing to work. That was the first time I've ever experienced that. Cause you know, you grow up, you think that, you know, uh, people that are well off or that have good parents don't grind as hard. Uh, and so, that is true in a lot of cases. Right. Yeah, that is. But for me to be able to experience that, where I see someone that has, that does not need to be in that classroom and does not need to stay after hours to study and is doing it for himself. Um, I don't know where the hunger comes from. I personally, like, there is no, the hunger comes, I would say the hunger comes from, like, just you want to see yourself at a full potential. Mm. You want to see yourself at my full potential. And if I'm comfortable, right, where it's like, okay, this is my full potential, I'm okay, I'm relaxed, then you won't be just as hungry. Um, But if you know that I'm capable of doing more, I have all the tools, I have, and I have this vision that's constantly, like, in my head that can't get out of my head, and yes. I knew that I could do it. And you just send out, you just like, I'm not living my full potential. So I have to like, then you you, you tap into that hunger. I, that's my perspective. I don't know if that's valid, but 
that's how I see it. No, it definitely is. It definitely is. I, I a lot of the things you said resonated with me. Mm. Personally, where does your com- your hunger come from? Do you have like very specific goals, or is it more of like you just want to see yourself to your full potential? I, w- I want to see myself at my full potential. Um, but the more things I do, the more things I'm able to get done, the more things I think I can do more, right? It's a constant, non-stop. Uh, it's like a treadmill. It's like a treadmill, bro. It's 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 exactly like a treadmill. Um, yeah, and I'm just constantly learning. And when you learn new, new perspective, new, um, new things, you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't know this existed. Like, Fundraising, fundraising. This is a whole a whole field I'm into now. Where it's just like being able to do fundraising or like cap raise capital and stuff. I'm just like, oh my goodness. It, oh, now for a second I thought you were talk- talking about charities. <laughs> that too. That's, that's <laughs> we're talking more like VC stuff. VC stuff. Yeah, it's like it's a whole world that I didn't know about, and now yes. I'm learning. I'm like, oh my goodness. If I'm able to do this, then the more things I can even do. Um, I don't know if that answered your question, but. No, it did. Yeah. Like nobody is born with all the knowledge in the world, right? We're all ignorant in some way. We can't know everything. And once you discover this new thing, it's like you almost attach yourself to this idea because you want to explore it. You're just naturally curious. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, man. One example was real estate. Right. I, I, I got into real estate when I was in Texas. I don't know if we talked about this, but a perspective of like house hacking, right? Where it's not like you plug in your computer to your to your pipe right? <laughs> <laughs> but with the buy a place someone's wi-fi you <laughs> <laughs> able to buy a place rent out the rooms or like the units and being able to like live at a low you know like little to no income from yourself like whole oh, shoot that's a whole perspective and then like once you learn that i applied it and all that stuff but what about you have you ever learned anything that you just like I cannot unlearn this and I have to apply it in some type of way. Oh man. Yeah. It was probably this growth mindset where, Mm. you know, you're basically a student for life and Mm. you should constantly be trying to learn something because not only is it good for you, but you know, it kind of makes things, makes things fun. Like I used to think that, you know, the lead code grind for me personally was very difficult. I was like, I hate this. This is so boring. Yeah. But, you know, towards the end of my job lines, I kind of shifted my mindset a little bit after talking to, you know, I guess some mentor figures to me mm-hmm. and they, they changed my perspective to approach problems differently. Like mm-hmm. every problem that I come across is an opportunity to learn something new. Right. And even if the concept is not new, maybe there's a new way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And even if that's not directly applicable to what you do now or even your job in the future the way that you learned it could be mm. yeah wow that's a that's a great perspective to have because then you were encouraged to essentially learn more right um yeah, yeah. and you enjoy the process because now you're entering a field that you've or learning something that you've never been exposed to and really like enjoying it the process of it yeah, it makes life so much better when you change perspective on things. 110%. I don't remember the book I read. I also read a book on this. It wasn't Atomic Habits, but um, it was about just changing your perspective on things. Right? Mm. Like you were in New York for a while. You know, I'm sure you used to like a traffic, road rage, whatever. One of the examples in that book was 
if someone's honking their horn at you, right? One perspective to take is this guy is extremely annoying. He's ruining my day. I'm mm. going to honk at him back. Right. But another, but you could reframe your perspective to make it something else that's positive. Like, you know, maybe this person is having a bad day or maybe he's in a rush to get somewhere, right? right. Maybe he's on his way to help a family member who's pregnant at the hospital or something. And if you sped up or maybe you got on a different lane, you could help him towards that goal. Yeah. That's a little bit of mental gymnastics there. A little bit of a stretch. <laughs> but it's just an example of how reframing something can change your perspective on things and have a pretty positive impact on like your mental in general, I think. Yeah. And in addition to that, I think the book that I read that kind of talked about that was how to win friends and influence people. Uh, um, Carnegie, and, right? That's a good one. Yeah. And how to really, it also makes you just a happier person, right? Mm -hmm. It makes you a happier person uh, where you, you are able to almost change your perspective into positive on any occasion to like, it's, it's a skill, but once you, you're able to tap into that, it just makes you a happier person. You're just lighter um, when you move around. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of happiness, Prince, are you happy? <laughs> 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 I think, oh man, uh, that was, uh, yeah, it, it's, that's, happiness, man, comes from within, I guess, uh, but, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and, but no, like, at one point, I really was not, even when I got my first software job, right, because you're told that one, what, that's, this was one of the saddest reality I've ever, I've ever faced, was like, the money did not make me happy or make me feel that whole uh, and the other sad truth is not a lot of people know that and they're still chasing that, chasing that grind to get to that, uh, to get to that bag um, to then later realize that it's not really like the fulfillment that they're, they, that they're looking for, right? Um, a recent thing that I learned is money or wealth is the lowest form of blessing that you can have in life. Um, and that was like, okay. So now my main focus for happiness is really within, right? It's like, I have like an affirmation board that I, I, I go through a whole list. I do like meditating. I have like, I do, I try to do deprivation tanking or have you ever done that from like- Oh, uh, I, I've never tried it, but I've heard of it. Bro. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all I would say. I feel like it's a cheat code to life. Uh, being able to spend that much time with yourself being so every time that I've done it, I've done something like ridiculous. The first time I done it was real estate. I was like, I'm joking myself. I'm not like I have all the skills I need. You just really get to spend time with yourself um, and get spend time with with your thought, uh, and you kind of almost lay out all the BS that you're telling yourself, uh, and you like you flick it out, and then you come up with a. You just you just you know what I mean. You get to spend time with yourself. Um, so. Those are the, some of the things I've been doing to kind of maintain myself because it's hard to be on the grind and be happy or be like constantly grinding towards something every every day uh, without a reminder of why you're doing this of who you are. Um, yeah, what am I saying is, uh, with affirmation at least, is if you don't tell yourself who you are, people will not be shy to tell you who you are and you'll believe it, you know? So you have to go into this world, know who you are, uh, 
oh my goodness, I can't tell you the imposter syndrome I had at Google. What? (laughs) 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 So that's been helpful. Yeah, man. How about you? Are you you happy? Yeah, I think I'm pretty happy right now. I've achieved a lot of my goals, you know, have a lot more goals, but I guess I'm glad to see, you know, my hard work paying off, not just in terms of a career, but, you know, I have like physical goals in terms of like gym, lifting, whatever, mental goals. Um, But it was a tough time during COVID. I know a lot of people were not, not in the best of state, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I guess like COVID allowed us to spend time with ourselves, just like how I was saying with the deprivation tank uh and if you don't really get to have that time and you you know you're in your head it could be very like hard i guess um but yeah exactly yeah although some people some people have demons let's just leave it at that (laughs) (laughs) speaking of demons Mm. uh i had this dream last night about about uh about robots taking over the world oh yeah might have been because i was like playing a game or something and it was, it was about that but yo what's your take on ai chat gpt bard i mean you work at google so you know don't say anything too crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that nda is heavy <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna, i'm not even gonna talk about bard uh just we just stick with chat gpt uh it's it's cool it's really really cool one thing i i started I want to do is I actually do like a YouTube series on the math behind AI, right? Linear regression and like all the actual math that, you know, you see the one with the E and it looks mad complicated. I don't know if, you know, you have a math degree, so you probably know. Is <laughs> <laughs> to be able to break down that math. It's amazing what it can do. It's amazing what math can do. Because um, at the end of the day, it's just math, right? Um, but yeah, man, if you're not using AI, you're kind of like, behind almost at this point right you have to accept that it's here it's here to stay it's amazing but it's also super dangerous it's super <laughs> dangerous <laughs> what do yeah. you use ai for or chat gpc specifically um to just like learn new things right or like just searching sometimes i'm just lazy and i just don't want to like go through the whole process of like searching uh, so you would just like kind of like search for um whatever that you're looking for and it's able to print it out but you can also use it for many things building like for side projects i try to like use it for it or debugging code write a test um so that's been nice um and yeah it's a big one yeah debugging is a huge one um but it's just only going to get better and better but yeah it's i have i have a whole a whole i, I could write a whole book about just like <laughs> the fear of it but how dangerous it could be but it's amazing, man. It's amazing that everybody also has access to it, right? Because before, it was only specific companies that had it. Machine learning has been here for years. But now that it's public and actually anybody can have access to it for free, it's actually quite amazing. So you're a fan? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. But I know it's scary. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah. That's awesome. How about you? Are you a fan of it? I think I'm a little bit on the fence like you. <laughs> I do see a lot of practical applications for it, right? Not just in the coding world, but um, you know, in the content creation world, for example, it can help you generate a lot of ideas. Right. 
I think there's a lot of cool applications in media, right? It helps you transcribe videos, helps you edit videos faster, you can cut out your ums or, you know, when you pause. Yeah. It can help you learn, like you said. I think there's a great opportunity in education for yeah. this, you know, automate grading, take the boring parts out of teaching. Yeah. Um, optimize it, make it more efficient, right? Maybe in the future, students will be able to have a curriculum that's tailored to them instead of you know one size fits all because school's not for everybody, right? You can't just plug and play, expect that. Um, although I'm not sure about, you know, like the Photoshop and stuff. I don't like, you know, catfishes and stuff like that, but yeah, it's, you know, deep fakes. We don't want, we don't have to get into that. Uh, but you know, there's, there's cool applications of it. Like, um, I saw this app the other day that was basically a camera that told you what was in front of it for the visually impaired. So I thought that was a great application, you know, to basically help people who are, I guess, less able yeah. of AI. But yeah, I, I guess I'm also a little scared of it too. <laughs> so, you know, on the fence, overall, as long as it has a positive impact in society, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. I, I also think kind of, because like the data and the information that's used is from us, right? Like, if it turns to be bad, which, you know, it could be, it's a reflection of who we are as people, right? Because it didn't learn on its own, right? It's like, yeah, it's a of who we are. So us is like, yeah, and that's a scary thought because, you know, there, there's been wars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't want to end it on that note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, what's it called? What, 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 how do you, I got a question for you. How do you keep yeah. yourself from being overwhelmed? Let's try that. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. That's a great question. Because when I first started my job, I also had major imposter syndrome like you. Came into the office early, stayed late, um, you know, studied on the weekends and got kind of burnt out. <laughs> How do you handle it all? Well, I think it's just a, a balancing act. You know, you have to work hard, but you also have to relax hard. <laughs> you have to make sure you time block that time. Yes. You know, make sure you spend the time relaxing. Make sure you're getting the sleep. Wow. Sleep is so important. So, so important. I I actually spent so much money on like like bedding and like mattress and like you know making sure I have the temperature right pillows just to just to like because you know sleep is just so important you can't neglect yeah. that um and like I said I'm trying to balance other parts of my life like yeah. uh you know like exercising eating right but also socializing yeah. I tend to stay inside a lot there are days where I just never leave my my apartment thanks to, you know, food delivery. Um, I have to make a conscious effort to like hang out with people yeah. and talk to people. One of the other reasons why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if you're yeah. ever in New York, you know, definitely hit me up. We have to hang out. If I'm ever in Massachusetts, I'll hit you up for sure. Of course, of course. Yeah, man, that's 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 great that you're able to see yourself like that and be able to see, okay, these are the things I need to work on and be able to like also recognize that you need to, yourself first 
right? And relaxing and working out and making sure, but, but also, you know, making sure you're doing a good job. Um, so I think you're, you're doing great, bro. Like this, this, this is amazing. Thank you for inviting me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> giving me a voice to, uh, a platform to kind of tell my story. Yes. No, thank you for coming on. I mean, I'm sure people will learn a lot from what you're saying, especially, you know, people who want to get into Google, people on this path, not traditional paths. Right. Um, is there anything that, you know, we didn't go through that you might've wanted to talk about? Uh, what's it called? We talked about being a pilot. I want to be a pilot, man. You know, I think that's one of my, but I also, I don't know. I kind of want to like do my own things. I feel like after a certain amount of time, I want to like be able to like branch out and do my own thing. Google does support that. I don't know if it's going to be with Google or within my own uh, space, but yeah, man, I really, I really like to be a pilot. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of those things that, like, that's been on my mind. That's, but apart from that, I think we talked about everything. No, that's really cool. I mean, people are obsessed with the idea of like flying in space. Um, have you heard of this game, Star Citizen? Oh my goodness! I saw that. Okay. <laughs> Get excited! <laughs> right. You can go through space and be able to buy a ship, and it feels like an actual—you know—you get out the atmosphere. I've watched so many gameplays. I haven't downloaded it yet, um, but man, that game looks so good. It, it, it looks so good. Have you played it before? No, no, no. I think it's a scam. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the to—you know—I think the popularity of that game spe speaks to just how much interest there is in that space yeah because it is it's a, it is a very cool concept but i'm um a big proponent of not buying things in like early access I, yeah. i'll buy it when it's released but not a penny before that yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. uh i mean it's something that's a little bit closer to uh the horizon i guess is um a game called i think called starfield or something mm. from the makers of skyrim i think bethesda okay. and it's like another space game where you can fly i think it's coming out in september so you know that may be something to keep on your radar i'm, I'm probably going to buy new computers to run that because it looks really amazing yeah do you do you have any hobbies that you try to or like any anything outside of like work that you want to, it doesn't have to be like business-wise, but it could be like hobbies that you want to like build or things that you want to like learn. Yeah, yeah. So um, one thing I've been doing a lot of recently is I guess volunteering and mentoring. I've been trying to give back a little bit wow. because when I was going through a camp, I was like, wow, I just wish there was someone who could help me with this one thing. <laughs> so whenever someone reaches out to me, I, I try to like get back to them. Right. Um, and there was a time where I was spending almost too much time mm. to the point where I was getting burnt out, right? I was, you know, explaining certain concepts to people, teaching them things. Um, it, it might not all be technical related. It could be, you know, how to navigate a job hunt, you know, what's the best thing for that specific person. And I guess that's one of the reasons why I started the YouTube channel because it's an easy way to communicate with people yeah. without repeating yourself. Right. If someone asks me a question I've answered before, I could just link them to a video, right? <laughs> it's almost like a documentation, right? You ask a senior dev a question, they're like, here's a doc. <laughs> right. You know, it's very efficient in that sense. 
Yeah. Uh, I also have a few other things I'm working on that I'm trying to keep, you know, low key. I'll tell you about after. That's cool. Like the, 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 the part about giving back is really huge. It's something that's been on my mind as well, but I guess the battle that I'm, I'm facing is like, I like my privacy, right? I love my private life. So it's like, it's, it's, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind doing a mentoring, but it's like with the, you know, YouTube and exposing yourself and building a personal brand. It's like, man, like I really love like being able to walk into a grocery store and nobody knows me type of stuff. How do you, yeah. have you had that thought ever come to my mind where you might be too famous? <laughs> yeah, I thought about that, but only for like five seconds <laughs> because when I came into, when I came into my company, yeah. Uh, my email had like three digits attached to it. <laughs> There's that many people with my with the similar yeah. name as me. Yeah. There are three people at my company who have the same name as me. <laughs> wow. I I actually created a chat with all of us. I was like, "Hey guys, I'm new here." <laughs> um, but like, you know, I, I don't think. It, anyone's gonna recognize me <laughs> like people have the same name as me like I, I i honestly don't think i have that unique of a face like mm. there's there's so many asians here i mean maybe you know the hair might be a little different but i i, I don't if anything i'll I'll just like i don't know if i'm really that concerned i'll get plastic surgery or wear glasses or something it's not that serious <laughs> i'm not too worried about it i don't have you know too many unique features Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's a perspective that it's like in, you know yeah you don't feel like you're BSing. Yeah, and I also don't think the privacy that I'm going to lose, if any, will mm. outweigh the benefits that I bring to other people. Yeah. I guess maybe it's because I feel like I'm not losing any privacy. That's the reason why I'm okay with it. That might change over time. You know, maybe if somebody recognizes me on the street, I'll be like, oh, that's not great. <laughs> and then I'll just like, I don't know, go private or something under the grid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But like, you know, I think it's, it's also a powerful moment to be able to, as you said, be able to say one thing, have it recorded where millions of people can um, be able to replay it and learn lessons for generations, right? Um, and as long as Google servers are up with YouTube, you know, your your voice will be heard, which is which is amazing. So I applaud you for even like making that move. It's, it's bold. I'm not I'm not bold enough to do it. So shout out to you for, for <laughs> putting this together. Well I'm sure there's some things you keep track of, right? Just you know, not not just pictures, but maybe you keep track of like you know, I mean, you have a GitHub, right? You could see code you've written from years ago. Like, oh, well, I wrote that, jeez. <laughs> or, you know, like I'm, some people like to keep notes, diaries, projects to look back on just to reflect. Yeah. I'm sure you do some of that yourself. Yeah, I do voice recording. Uh, I oh. actually, yeah, I heard it back. So I do it perhaps every week and I heard my first two weeks uh, of Google. Like I went back because I'm, I'm at six months now. I went back and heard myself two weeks into Google and it was just like, wow, I have like a whole different perspective now of like that environment, right? Things that I thought were like impossible to learn or to, to do. It's like, oh, it's okay now kind of thing. And it kind of, it's almost like hearing the child version of yourself. Um, yeah. At that, 
that's just for me. But yeah, that, having that recorded is really, really helpful. Documenting your growth is another form of growth. <laughs> 100%. percent, And also keeps you on the path, right? Because if you're constantly like talking about the same thing, you're constantly going to remind yourself of like where you're going. I know we're over time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, take as much time as you need. There's, there's, there's no time limit to this. Okay. I paid for, uh, I paid for Zoom. <laughs> no one hour cutting us off here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where my mind is at. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, thanks a lot for coming on this pod. It's been it's been great catching up with you and learning about your experience, seeing how you got here. Same with you, man. Is there is there anything you want to plug at the end? You know, maybe some socials. I know you buy your privacy, so maybe not. But you know, maybe something you're watching or maybe something you're working on. If you want to shout that out. Um, I mean, uh, with social Instagram, I, I'm barely on it, but I have one. So it's like, you know, F-P-O-W underscore 23. Uh, and uh, LinkedIn, my Prince Dunkware. So uh, if people have questions or they want to hit me up with that, that's cool. Um, and as far as like the last plugin, one book I'm reading, Atomic Habit, I think it's, it's a really great book. Uh, that's, that's a book that I think I like to keep. Or, yeah, along with other books, but I think that one particular book is really good. Yeah, awesome. Great shout outs. Thanks so much again for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you.